Hello, welcome to Simply Syndicated Gaming News. This is like movie news, but with games. That was an enthusiastic intro. And I'm I'm joined by two wonderful people who are going to help me talk about these games. So we have on uh, Skype here, we've got Emma. Hello, Emma. Hello. Who you'll know from various podcasts on the Simply Syndicated Network, because she gets everywhere, because she's lots of mm-hmm. fun. And then on the, we also have Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello. Who you Hello. might well recognize from various shows over the years. You, you aren't without a parents, are you? I like to go underground every so often. Yeah. You know, burrow down, form a cocoon, and reemerge several years later. Quite like to terrorize. Quite like Eugene Tombs. <laughs> X-Files reference. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I won't, I won't no, I X-Files. do know that reference. You do? No, I do. Yeah. I do. There we go. He cocoons himself up only to emerge every 30 years to eat the livers of five new people and then Yes, yes, Tombs was good. That was a good episode. I made a, whenever I was watching X-Files, I made a, a playlist of only the good episodes that I found online. So I skipped all the filler. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, but Tombs is a, uh, right, we're already Tombs off topic. So, there have been some terrible X Files games over the years. (laughs) They certainly have. Wow, they really have. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I've ever played a good one. Yeah. Um, So, starting off on our gaming news uh, from Kotaku, more video games are getting easier. Really? Or is this Mm. specifically after release? More video games are getting easier. Like we do things to make them easier. Oh, that makes sense, though. Well, it, it reminds me somewhat of the, uh, the the phenomena that the day after a crossword comes out, it's technically easier to solve it, statistically, because so many people have already solved it. Yes, that makes sense. Ish. Uh, yeah, it's one of those odd statistics. I don't think games are getting easier or harder. I think people just complain. <laughs> I, I think this might be something about sort of like, so the game comes out and then there's a patch and then suddenly mm. the game's easier. And I would put that more down to things like they made it too hard in the first place. Yeah. Um, I think that one of one of the, the one that the, um, the article talks about is Outlast 2. Um, I watched, although I'm, I'm a bit of a scary game wimp, I don't tend to play them, but I will watch people play them on YouTube. And having watched a playthrough of Outlast 2, especially uh, sort of in the just a few days after release, it was hard because it was poorly optimized. Not mm. that it was hard because it's hard like, say, Dark Souls or Bloodborne is hard or the old Nintendo games are hard. It's not a case of skill. It's because, you know, it's been through a dev team. But if there's a, a stealth section in, say, Outlast 2 where there's a lot of it, there's a stealth section. The guys on the dev team know where you're supposed to go in the stealth sections. They've played it a hundred times. Whereas people who then get the game you know it, it's not obvious to them it's that whole thing of like the old puzzle games of you know you've got to combine this thing with that thing and then yeah. go and do the other thing the, the the strand of logic that the developers use is not the strand of logic that anyone else on planet earth uses so yeah. it's not till lots of yeah. people play this game and then go what the fuck i can't get through this section and people rage quitting and going on forums and like you say reddit and things like this moaning about it and then they then someone turns around and, and then the patch comes out but then you have the other section of 
of gamers, especially in the wake of, like I say, things like Dark Souls and the whole, you know, the get good memes and all this sort of thing of, yeah. you know, if you can't do it, that's your fault. So there's this now thing of there's a, a significant voice in in games culture of like games are just too easy now as a full stop. So then them now be, after release being made easier is somehow like this it's not authentic or something like that. I sort of struggle to put that articulate that part of yeah. it. But well it's funny because uh just today I think they announced that there's uh it's more often I think the opposite. Like they bring out new difficulty modes to games, mm. like in new you know, releases of the game. Uh, you know, intentionally to try to bump things up for people. But uh yeah, a lot of I've played through my first fair games at release and thought bloody hell that was hard and then found out that it, it wasn't supposed to be that hard. <laughs> and there is there is a bit of resentment, you know, having pushed through the pain knowing that the next people who come on after me, I, I don't like being a beta tester. <laughs> no, I totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally understand. And, and yeah, I, I understand with the whole, look, playing through the Zelda games, there are so many moments of how the fuck was I supposed to figure that out? That <laughs> nobody could have possibly ever known that unless there was a YouTube walkthrough, which there wasn't in the days of the SNES. True. I mean, I, I think that's the thing as well. When uh, people were our age, you you didn't see the end of games. You got two thirds of the way in, and it was too hard, and then you that was it. Mm. I never I mean, got past the labyrinth zone on Sonic One. Never got past it until like three or four years ago when I got it on PC, and they let you save. Yeah, the, that the, was yeah. This is how you I'm know. doing it now. It, it's just you need safe states. You need yeah. all kinds of stuff, and yeah, as kid. As a kid, I didn't see the end of a single game. No. Nope. You just you just didn't. Yeah, no. Yeah, I can say that too. I can pretty oh, yeah. much yeah. Uh, I think it's just an accessibility issue as well. Because so many more adults, as you would say, people who are, you know, 30 plus, uh, either coming, because someone like me who came back to gaming after a long break, I mean, thank you, Christ, for sort of easy mode in these things. Because sort of reprogramming my brain again to be able to, my reactions and things like this. But I think if it had been like it was when I started playing games the first time, it, you know, the controller would have been wedged in my door because it, you need to, you need to wait to scale back into it. And I appreciate there are people who want to put themselves through the challenge of, you know, extreme hard modes and hardcores and go on YouTube. And there's a billion things of people playing things in a much harder way than they need to. You know, there's a bloke who's completed dark souls using a, a good, the Guitar Hero controller, yeah. you know, good for you, my love. <laughs> All the best to you. You think that's good? <laughs> Did you see uh, last week there was a guy playing Overwatch using a baguette? A baguette? A baguette. Like, managed, oh, yes, I did see that, yeah. Yeah, he managed to have got motion controls and a little scope to a baguette. <laughs> and he was sniping everyone, headshots left and right, taking bites out of his controller. That's spectacular. I know. They, they should all you know. have a baguette add-on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and all the best to you. I love you for it, and I'll enjoy your <laughs> YouTube video. But at the end of the day, sometimes I just want to play a game, and it's got an awesome story. And I'm like, you know what? I can come on back, and I'll play it on hard some other time. I just want to enjoy the story, enjoy winding down after I've been to work or had a hard day or do something else, and just blow stuff up or, like I say, enjoy a story 
and you know things like alien isolation much later you're saying about introducing different difficulty modes introduce a novice mode below easy again so you can you can just go and enjoy being you know run around and hide in a locker from an alien and things like that and it's not gonna make you want to you know rip out your own organs so i think there's a place for everybody on these things and uh you know if you're a person who's like you know it's not hard enough and you want to play it blindfolded and backwards and all these sort of things then you know good for you but i don't think you should begrudge people this is my opinion i don't think you should really begrudge people for wanting a a more uh, sort of more relaxed experience let's say absolutely absolutely but at the same time i do part of me also likes that there are some games which they're not willing to lower the barrier to entry like dark souls if dark souls brought out an easy mode i would lose all respect for the game and i cannot play that game i yeah. suck at it. <laughs> I, and think, I, I think respect it for that yeah but i i think that's it blood but you know i'll say bloodborne as well and dark souls have kind of set themselves up as yeah. that so to introduce an easy mode in dark souls goes against the, the principle of the game so i yeah. would i'm not saying introduce an easy mode, easy mode yeah. to that so but they've they've put themselves apart from other games and in a way that's one of the things you know i like about um xbox and playstation xbox achievements and playstation trophies you're not that kid down the playground who reckons they've beat shinobi when they haven't (laughs) you know there's these things that now there there are things that you can look at and say i have actually done it here is the proof so shut up which i also appreciate because you know Um, i can't tell you how many times i got called a liar at school and things yeah yeah well i i got called a liar at school but that's because i lied constantly (laughs) (laughs) it was great but yeah another part of this is just the sort of the intrinsic nature of game development that, you know, no matter how much a game is tested, they, even the developers who live with the game don't really know truly how difficult it is until some people in the wild have played it. And so, you know, difficulty patches afterwards. I think as long as, you know, it's a difficult thing of judging whether they should lower the default or introduce new, you know, notches for people to choose because, uh, yeah, lowering the difficulty on me automatically, I would resent. But, you know, allowing me to choose, okay, a little bit more casual, I think I'd be more okay with. I think a lot of it has just got to do with how how broken the game mechanics are in the first place as to yeah. how you treat it. I mean, it might be making games unplayable, that they're that hard. Um, yeah. It, it, you'd have to take it on a case-by-case basis, I suppose. Yeah, um, true. I know a lot of people complain about uh, Breath of the Wild. And Nintendo just shook their heads and like, no, we don't know what we're doing. (laughs) Go fuck off. Weapons break. Deal with it. Like, but I don't want my sword to break. That's unlucky. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of uh, Nintendo, so here's an add-on for your Android smartphone. So not my phone. Yes. Not my phone. I'm I'm in the Android ecosystem. (laughs) So this plays Game Boy and Game Boy Color games on your phone and it's like a little thing you sit your phone in and it becomes like a game boy i kind of like it i must admit well yeah because if you've ever tried to play you know uh sega just uh, i'm not sure if it's out now or if it's out or if it's coming out but they've just released like a big classics collection on the mobile ah, know, like, yes. a bunch of classic games um but if you've ever tried to play a game that was supposed to be played with a controller using a t- 
touch screen. It is. You can't do it. It's horrible. It, it can't be done. It really can't be done. Um, uh, so anything that helps, you know. I, I tried optimistically for years. Honestly, I, I've yes, got lots here. of classic Sega games on my iPhone and, and even Android phones. You cannot play Sonic the Hedgehog without a controller, and that is all there is to it. I, yeah. I just can't get my head around yeah. how anyone else, how anyone can do it. And I even went as far as buying like a Bluetooth controller for my phone. Um, but they just weren't anything like widely supported enough. Uh, so yeah. something like this, it, I, I think is an all right idea, but... To be honest, I'd, I'd still prefer the 3DS. I, I think that's still the way to go. Mm. Until there's a smaller Switch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, uh, the the new 2DS XL. God, their naming conventions are doing my head in. Oh, they're horrible, aren't they? They are absolutely horrible, yeah. But this new 2DS XL Pro Plus negative, whatever, uh, it's looking like the one that might get my finally, you know, hook me in because I just can't pay for a feature I'm not going to use the, and the 3d. I just, uh, I, I understand. Yeah. I mean, it's, look, I, I was actually going to get one of the two DSs for Alison and just got fed up of waiting and bought a 3ds instead. <laughs> uh, it seemed like a really good anniversary present and it, it really was. Uh, and she has the 3d on, but, and and I'm the same. You sort of have it on, but if it wasn't there, I it wouldn't ruin the experience. You, yeah, it's a weird thing. It's nice, but that's all it is. Mm. And I've never experienced a time where it's made the actual game better. This is an ongoing Nintendo problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I I would honestly I I totally recommend that 2ds. I, I think it's a, a cracking looking yeah. little thing. And at the price with the game library that's behind it. I mean, yeah, like 130 quid. I mean, that is a solid, you know, and the games now, like the classics, I, I went on Amazon and have a look through and like, you know, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask are like 15 quid. I'll buy that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Absolutely. Because as we've just said, I never finished Ocarina of Time <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> it's so satisfying. <laughs> and and the the 3ds or the the ds version of ocarina of time is considered to be the definitive version of that game yeah yeah um totally which i think is is a wonderful indication of what weight nintendo put on their handheld consoles it's not a lesser version this but is in the wii when the wii u was out nintendo's handheld division if they did not have that they would have sunk mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. they would have been dead in the water uh, the the 2ds uh, you know and the 3ds really kept them afloat so and they're, they're still knocking out sort of seven million of them a year yeah um so it's it's still going well and even when they stop making them there's still a game library of like i think it's like three and a half thousand games or something like that it, it's ludicrous uh and sure. there's so many good things mm-hmm. i must have Absolutely. like 15 games here and i don't have a bad one I, I couldn't even say that of the Xbox 360. You know, no. it's uh, it, it's a fantastic platform. Uh, but this actually ties into the next thing I found uh, from Engadget that says gaming smartphones is still a thing in China. And by gaming smartphones, we mean smartphones that have proper controls on them and 
all that kind of thing. They've got one here that looks like a PS Vita. Yeah. Yeah, well, I suppose it's basically what you had there, but it's built into the device. Yeah. Which is better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's that thing of, is it a phone you can play games on or a games con- a game handheld games unit that someone can ring you on? It's that thing of it's sort of not, one thing or the other, so it doesn't do either super well. Yeah. Uh, what was the name of the Nokia thing? The Engage. The Engage. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. God. Um, that that was a kind of case of what went wrong with the Engage. Well, how long have you got? Every decision yeah. was wrong. <laughs> Absolutely, every single possible decision made about that device was the wrong decision made. Yeah, you had to turn it off to change your game. And the game, I you believe... You had to turn your phone off. Yeah. <laughs> and, and am I right in thinking that the game cartridge slot was actually underneath the battery? So it involved sort of taking the back off the phone, taking the battery out, then swapping the the game cartridge, which was an SD card, so they were just all piratable immediately. Yeah. Uh, so... You, you may you may be right, but it, it is it is uncouth to speak ill of the dead. It is. Yeah. Poor old Nokia Engage. Oh wait, no, it's Nokia. Fuck him. Yeah, and then the the mouthpiece and ear, earpiece were on the side, not on the front. <laughs> so you held it up to the side of the. It, oh, bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah. But these these Chinese ones actually look pretty good. I mean, ultimately the problem is they're running Android games, um, which are the same Android games available to everybody everywhere. Mm, the, true you know it, also i don't want to cast dispersions on china but also is it going to be like angry brids that you're playing <laughs> you know quite possibly you know what i just i misheard that i would happily play angry brits b-r-i-d that would be fantastic um uh, and linking into other chinese gaming news th- this is a, a weird thing tencent uh, announced this week that they will limit the amount of time children can play the role-playing uh, mobile game Honor of Kings amid concerns that some children were becoming addicted. So, Chinese internet giant will begin limiting playtime uh, play for users below the age of 18 on Tuesday. Players under the age of 12 will be limited to one hour of playing per day and will be blocked from accessing the game after 9pm. Users between... Yeah, users between 12 and 18 will have a two-hour daily limit. Wow. I hear kids. This is great. I, I, anything that makes a, a child's day worse, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> the game um, won't let you play it. Um, right. I have to say, apart from the game that Riker brings back from Riser in that episode of Next Gen. <laughs> People don't really get addicted to playing a game. They enjoy it oh, a lot, but no, I, d- no. I don't think there's such a thing as gaming addiction. What about that China, guy that died? Yeah, well, China and Japan have, the, in the normal world, in the normal world, by which I mean, you know, Europe and America, uh, <laughs> there's, you know, gaming addiction is kind of a hard sell. China and Japan have some serious problems with gaming. South addiction. Korea also. I mean, South Korea, yes. and things like that, yeah. Yeah, they, um, people are dying. <laughs> holy yeah, shit. Yeah, because it was that guy who played World of Warcraft for like, oh, it was like some stupid, like 48 hours, like solidly, and just dropped dead in the chair. 
Does this not but point to other psychological problems, though? It is, yeah, this is the thing. It is a pre-existing problem that they had, you know, before games were uh, due to the social issues in those countries. Uh, there was a phenomenon of people just taking themselves off into a room and just dying, <laughs> just staying shut in and dying. And I think, you know, frankly, you know, video game addiction, it's a, you know, at least they were distracted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um I don't know. There was. It wasn't there a case of some a couple just let their kid starve to death while they played StarCraft or something. Yeah, yeah that was that was another Warcraft one as well. But I think I think part of me is a little bit cynical because I've you know I'm only sort of vaguely aware of mobile gaming. I've, I sort of not that into it. But this is a game I hadn't heard of. So part of me gets a little bit cynical and goes, "Oh, let's." put a thing about how our game is so super predictive you're only allowed to play it this much wow let's go and check that out it must be really cool and the other thing is as well i mean we're talking about china here which you know again i don't want to sort of speak out of turn but um no go for the it sort of, the, the media is the way they restrict media and stuff like that is is pretty well known so anything mm. that's sort of perceived as kind of being like because they sort of in that article talk about it disrupting social cohesion and things like that because in china I, I don't know if this is apocryphal but apparently like films about time travel are banned so doctor who is banned yes. that's what i know about this is doctor who's banned in china because you aren't allowed things about time travel that implies you could change the past yeah uh, for, for, for 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 cultural reasons and things about the way that china is run and the social and social things there so i think that's all part of it so i the Again, past didn't I'll, I'll happen. Like, Don't yeah. look at the past. Ignore the past. Yeah. Talking may- animals as well. Anything in which an animal talks is banned because uh, you're not allowed to elevate animals to the level of human beings. Wow. Yeah. Char- yeah. Okay. Um, Asia really is another world. <laughs> it really, really is, isn't it? Uh, East Asia, I suppose you should specify. Mind you, I... Yeah, because I mean... Maybe we okay. have things that we're not allowed that would make other countries question why we're not allowed them. You know, I mean, like, and that the same happens in America as well. Uh, They're not even allowed Kinder eggs. <laughs> Although you know, you're really not missing out on it. The toys have been uh, shit since uh, the '80s. Come on, that is true. The toys have been shit, but the chocolate's still good as ever. That's true. That's true. Mm. It is good quality. Um. No, this is one of the things that interested me about this is that uh, video games do have sort of a history. Uh, the, the video game industry have, been, have a sort of history of being very pro self regulation. You know, they don't. Uh, the ESRB was set up uh, voluntarily uh, before the government, you know, wanted to step in and take over the rating of games. Yeah, I, I think uh, every industry would like self regulation. The video game yeah. industry was just clever enough to get in there quickly yeah yeah and, and, and be like- something that a lot of people just don't understand you know um mm. how many people in government give a shit about computer games and, sure. and gaming nowadays apart from the obvious sort of the the god the american republicans in the 80s and 90s and stuff like that we just don't see that here mm. um thank goodness because god never mind well i think you do i think you do to a point you know when when there's some kid who's done something shitty and they end up in court isn't it always that when you're on then the news is like they really like violent video games and spent hours playing them so i think it's still it's, it's an for, easy fallback position still i'm waiting for an outrage against uh vr 
you know, the idea that, you know, this kid, he played loads of VR and then he went out and he, you know, did something awful. But the barrier to entry for that is that we just don't have room for VR to take off in this country. Yes. Who has the space? Exactly. Um, And to be honest, having a dog is a factor as well, because he will jump on me while I've got a headset on. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But honestly, if I heard of a kid in, in, you know, in my town who had enough room for a, a personal VR setup in his room, I'd go around and I'd burn the place down. <laughs> no, you don't get that. No. We just, yeah, there's no room for it here. Like there yeah. wasn't room for Connect and yeah. anything yeah. else. Stand seven feet back from your television. Okay, now I'm up against the wall. So what oh, no. next? <laughs> now I'm next door. <laughs> I'm in next door's living room. Now. What was I doing? Yeah. But the same with the when the Wii came out and no one's living room in this country is big enough. Absolutely. You watch the videos and these people are playing in living rooms that would be event venues here. You know? Absolutely. Like you'd hold a wedding in those living rooms. My God. I think maybe we just like being close to each other. We certainly don't. And do you know what actually puts <laughs> me off the... Uh, is I know how I would mess somebody about if they were playing it in the room with me. So you couldn't help yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look, if, if Alison had a VR headset on, I guarantee my bare ass would be an inch from her face without her knowing it for the entire duration of her playing it. <laughs> that would be it. And yeah. so why would I expect well, anybody God to help tr- you? Yeah. God help you if she's playing surgeon simulator. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, God, Rich, this is this. The feedback is just fantastic. This is <laughs> it. Really it. This feels is, like <laughs> the, the people who end up in A and E with a move controller up their rear end. Say, I was oh, mo- yeah. I was mooning my girlfriend while she was playing on the VR thing, and this happened. She just she just stuck it up there, and now yeah. now I light up. <laughs> oh, in other news this week, game blames somebody else for their problems again, again, <laughs> again. <laughs> Why didn't you make much money in a game? Well, we wanted to sell lots of the Switch, and Nintendo didn't make enough Switch, so we didn't sell enough Switch, and now we're poor. Uh, okay. Why did you put that much weight on the selling of this totally unknown product that no one, including its makers, knew how well it would do? And, uh, in fact, their last venture was pretty shit. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I think, really, relying on the Switch to do well was something nin- Nintendo had no choice about, but game should have perhaps not put so much weight on, mm. in my humble opinion. Yes, yes, I agree with that entirely. My, uh, I haven't done business with game in quite some time. Uh, I'll be honest, I, I, I try to as much as possible, because I, I actually I enjoy going in there. They're, they're always very friendly and willing to talk shit about games for ages. And they know what they're talking about generally, or at least as much as I do. And uh, I, I, I try, but the problem is they're stock. They never have any new Nintendo stuff in. Yeah. Uh, so that yeah. that is a barrier of entry. So I'm looking at just PS2 stuff or the one or two Nintendo things that they do have in. Uh, and it, it is difficult, but I, I do actively try. But... It's not Nintendo's fault, you poor game. Come on. 
yeah it's they're silly i mean again a bit like you rich i, I do patronize my local game it's it's handy that it's like a five minute walk from my house as well but um i'm a person like i say i kind of missed the whole generations i was out of gaming for a long time so when i got back into it game was a great resource so i can go and buy a pile of 360 games you know like three for 20 quid or you know buy two get the third free so i got but i managed to catch up on a bunch of stuff very sort of economically and uh, again everyone who's in there is very friendly is very nice um again because i don't i mean even with the xbox one i don't tend to buy games on release because these days they are broken for the first three months or uh, you know especially with dear old ubisoft you know and the shambles (laughs) like that they put out usually never buy a ubisoft game when it comes out just don't it's always broke wait wait three months at least to fix it then go and buy it not only is it always broken but just choosing which version to buy is a fucking nightmare. The, There's that uh, too, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah Ubisoft kind of do lots of, like, gold edition, collector's edition, yep. special edition. This was what I was about to talk about, because <laughs> yeah. um, Assassin's Creed Origins, yep. um, so the big, the big new one, I actually went to my local game to see what, version of the special edition because i'm I'm a, I'm a big assassin's creed fan i will probably buy this play this game as shortly after releases it takes ubisoft to fix it so um i would better go and see what sort of collector's edition game would stock also wolfenstein the new wolfenstein that bethesda are putting out obviously there could be a special edition of that um so i mean you know i'm like okay game i've want to give you some money for the special editions of these things what have you got and you walk in and fuck all because there's no posters up there's no advertising up for it i think there's something on the website but i'd really like to talk to somebody about it and actually tell me what's in the box rather than try and get through your impenetrable website and there's a bugger all they, and it's like you're not helping yourself lads i fucking hate that um, website may i take us on a may i take Sucks. us on a slight tangent absolutely because while you were talking there i uh whenever you're talking about a special edition of wolfenstein i immediately thought i would i would put my money down immediately if they did one with a fl- with a a free inflatable nazi <laughs> and that led me to google inflatable nazi and i've just found the, a wiki page for the the borghild project the what sorry the borghild Project. No, Adolf Hitler supposedly approved the project to distribute inflatable sex dolls to his soldiers. Oh. Which should be transported in their backpacks in order to give them an option to avoid places of prostitution in Paris. Aimed at combating the spread of syphilis among Nazi yes. troops. Yes, although it's, it's considered possibly apocryphal, mainly because it's impossible to avoid places of prostitution in Paris. That's true. Yeah. And and but there yeah. would be a lot of these sex dolls left over. There I think. would be, I think. <laughs> you know, we'd find them. They'd be part of Nazi memorabilia collections and that sort of thing. They would have, yeah. they would have found one in that vault in Argentina they found the, the other week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nazis um, and inflatable sex dolls. They also invented Fanta. You are correct. I, they did. Yeah. That's why I call it Nazi Coke. It is, because it is Nazi Coke. There's just no two ways about it. But Dragon is about, I actually looked up Assassin's Creed Origins on Amazon, and there are four versions available. Yes, that's why I wanted to go into the shop and see what they had, but they won't tell me. It's funny because that is one of the things game have been, uh, especially game, uh, the website, their online retail arm, have been... Uh, really hanging on to is 
the exclusive special editions. Like the, I have the uh, the Fallout Four uh, special edition, the one with the the Pit Boy. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. came yeah. out, and that's primarily the reason I won't do business with Game Online anymore. Is just the 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 level of customer service and the level of just lack of infrastructure. Like they have, they you know they they get an exclusive for a massive game. And they know how many units they're going to get to sell, and yet they somehow never have the infrastructure in order to take those orders and make sure that there are no cock-ups in delivering them. And it's just a bit of a nightmare. So I'm absolutely happy with these going to Amazon. They, they've got the right intentions. They're just not well run. It's like a game yeah. company run by me, really. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I'm not saying I could do any better, but I'm not trying to. Yes, so. that's the difference. You haven't put lots of stars and written game on the front of them. Exactly. So. Exactly. <laughs> Mainly because I couldn't be trusted to. If I bought loads of stores, the signs would be taken down in a day. Yeah. yeah. You want the God's Collector's Edition of Assassin's Creed, by the way. It's ninety four ninety nine. Oh, oh, right. Is Okay. Comes with a little, it comes with a statue, though, doesn't it? Yeah. I wish yeah, I could I say that I statue. haven't spent just... more on a special edition. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I want a statue. I just, you know, I don't need another thing that collects dust in this house. No. You know what I, I mean? I have all the uh, Assassin's Creed spe- the, the statues up to, uh, what do you call it? Paris. Mm, Unity. Unity. Unity, yeah. Uh, that was the game that broke me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Unity series. is absolute dog shit it's absolutely. it's it's at the bottom of my list of assassin's creed games along with three which i absolutely hate as well um yeah. it's yeah but do you know what i had a look at that as uh, that 94 quid one you're talking about rich and it's i said to chuck i like the box much more than the thing that's in the box yeah so i'm probably just gonna i'll probably just get the the game and the season pass to be honest because i'm um, like I say, the, the statue is of limited interest to me. It's as, as well, the thing with the, the Wolfenstein special edition, as far as I can make out, the one that's coming out, one comes with an action figure, and it's like not really mm-hmm. asked about an action figure, to be honest. So They've done the same with Far Cry 5 as well, it yeah. looks like. Far Cry have a, a long history of the, uh, the little statues, uh, the little resin statues, you know, uh, a bit, usually the villains. Yeah, it looks like it is. There's a yeah, it is a kind of preacher guy, the father figurine. Oh, I lo- I am looking forward to Far Cry Five now because mm-hmm. just some of the anger from right wing America, <laughs> yeah, at depicting at depicting white Christians as villains. God, no. Oh no, it's just crazy, isn't it? I know <laughs> villains, villains in games are brown people. Exactly. Exactly. That guy doesn't look like he's from somewhere sandy at all. These will be the same people that got upset when, uh, was it Overwatch? Put a map in that was meant to be Iraq in the future and it was nice. <laughs> I think and, you're right. And people lost their Safe. shit over that. How dare you suggest that Iraq will be a nice place ever? Like, <laughs> what? It's a fucking map in a game. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to yeah. get back into Far Cry. I played one and two and then just didn't, get the others uh i think i've played them all at some point or another i mean i enjoyed one and two there was nothing especially that put me off the others so i don't know maybe add them to my list of uh stuff i'm trying to recapture my youth with 
Yeah, but it's like with four, if you play four, you can fight a Yeti. Ah, you see, you sold it there. That's that's all I need to know. In fact, what do I get? I I am wrong. The only Far Cry game I haven't played is Primal. I don't think that that went down very well, to be honest. I think because the map was essentially the same as Far Cry 4's, except 10,000 BC. Yeah. Because I saw I, like side-by-side pictures of it's essentially the same map, so people were like, uh... Oh, I'm the guy who pointed that out, by the way. I went on, yeah, I noticed then you, that, then it's you, my man. Yeah, I, uh, I noticed that the maps were virtually identical, created a GIF to overlay them, and uh, I got so much hate. Oh. I got so much hate for that, for pointing out that they had reused the map, but just made it sort of less see a nintendo nintendo do that with zelda games and we fucking love it (laughs) like breath of the wild is it's not the same map but it is essentially the same layout of the world that has been in every single zelda game i know where things are the desert's down to the bottom left the water area is down to the bottom right death mountain is up to the top right and that has remained true throughout every game Death mountain these days still deathy still very deathy Okay. Very deathy, but, you know, nice this time of year. Okay. I'm just looking at Far Cry 4 on Amazon, so I can play that. It looks like it was remastered. Because I can get the 360 version and a PS4 version. It was one of those uh, in the awkward crossover. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it Mm. it was one of the awkward crossover phases where we were getting games on both format, uh, uh, both generations. Um. Because we can't make a clean break with the past anymore, apparently. No. <laughs> the past has to hang around, stinking up the place. But pre-owned... Oh, I don't know. There's there's about four quid in difference in price in the pre... Oh, fuck it. Let's get the PS4. Also, I think... Let's splash out I was, seven pounds. I think okay. you can get a... um, You can get like a double pack of that and Primal as well. So that that might be cheap also if you want to get both just to see or... that That's sat around 24 pounds pre-owned and 30 quid. I will quid. sort that now. Just get, the, get four then. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I also need three actually because I bought that on Steam and then couldn't run it on anything because it's a 3D game. Oh, that is Xbox 360. <laughs> oh, that's super yeah. cheap. Oh, I'm having that now then. Okay. Well, uh, anyway, speaking right. Of Steam, uh, the Steam sales just ended. So. I, I know. I t- um, it actually was a bit, a sort of a little bit of frustration that we started this on the day that the, st- the sale ended. Yeah. Yeah. We can't give any recommendations. No. I didn't buy anything this year, though. I did. <laughs> I tried not to, but I did. But it's so boring stuff. I just bought like DLC packs that I didn't want to pay full price for. For games I haven't played in ages, but I probably will, but we know I'm not going to. I, I like that I've got an extensive Steam library of what I think is nearly a hundred games. And so <laughs> so many Sorry. of them are unplayable on my hardware. Sorry, I got that, that that laugh of derision I couldn't keep it out. Is is that a hundred <laughs> games? Oh, only a hundred games. Only a hundred? My God, man. Do you know what? My, my Steam library basically consists of the original Roller Coaster Tycoon because it costs like two quid on there and I love that game. And that's basically it because every laptop I've ever owned or thing is just, it runs like shite and everything. So, you know, I can basically play severely old things and that's kind of it. So that the two games that I played most on on. PC, if you like, is the OG original Roller Coaster Tycoon and Theme Hospital. <laughs> theme Hospital is the ga- uh, greatest game ever made. Yeah, there, there are lots of people that would agree with you on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. 
we were watching a video on that the other day on YouTube, just to sort of, let's look back at Theme Hospital. And you realise that the key point to it all was that all the illnesses were made up. And if you'd not done that, it would have been quite a dark and upsetting thing. <laughs> yeah, because you can sit and watch people's heads get blown up, exploded, and put a new one on. And uh, sometimes if your hospital is sufficiently shitty, actual death will show up. Yeah. It's pretty and, dark. And that's fine, but you just don't want people like, yeah, he's got bowel cancer. Like, oh, right. Uh, mm. <laughs> okay. No, Im- invisibility disease. That's what you want. That's much more uh, fun. Mm. Other mods so that every so often someone will show up with a miscellaneous item up their arse? There should be. There should be. Someone get on that, please. Yes. Uh, yes. Moving on. Uh, well, was this a. Yeah, achievement spam games are causing controversy on Steam. So I'm assuming this because you have achievements for games on Steam, yeah. much mm-hmm. like you do with Xbox and PlayStation. Uh, and people have been just shoveling shit out where that allows you to get loads of achievements for doing yep. fuck all. It, this is so bizarre to me. This is yep. so bizarre because you said, you know, the, the achievements, you know, are a thing on Xbox and PlayStation and Steam, and they're virtually identical between, you know, if a game comes out on all three platforms, they'll have the same achievements. But the Steam versions don't have any points or rarities that sort of add to a score so why would you bother spamming them i don't know i i don't i genuinely don't know i know that some people are in now um some people there's kind of like different divisions of people with in achievement people who are achievement hunters or trophy hunters and things like that people who are just kind of score so just a number and people who are kind of into completion percentage mm. so having a buying a game which is piss easy and has thousands of achievements will artificially bump that sort of percentage number um mm. so there's that and the idea of you know i have this this number of actual achievements you know i have 10,000 achievements. Well, you've played two games that have 5,000 achievements and one of them is like, you know, click this button, click that button. I mean, again, because I'm not a, a huge Steam user, I haven't seen these things directly, but um, there, you know, this is something that's kind of leaked into Xbox and PlayStation as well a little bit with um, games which are of dubious quality mm-hmm. but are extremely easy to get the full 1,000 or get a platinum trophy in playstation and so someone people who are just looking to bump a number will just buy it to take 45 minutes to complete it and that's it you know your number gets bumped up and i tried doing it once back in the day that um and i ended up playing the pirates of the caribbean game and then just Mm. thought fuck this yeah (laughs) it doesn't matter (laughs) you know yeah, I mean, because I I sort of do achievement hunt a little bit. I mean, um, oh, yeah. but uh, I, I'm you know I'm not very good. I've only been playing for a few years, but I'm coming up on fifty thousand game score. Humble brag. So I'm you know I'm looking forward to sort of going through that barrier and all that sort of thing. It's stupid because it's just a, a pretend number that no, no one could possibly care about. But it's a thing of like when I look over the achievements that I've got in games, there are some that I've got which were hard work or required oh, skill. Yeah. And so you look back on those and go, yeah, that was good. And it's an enjoyable kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm proud of myself for sort of overcoming that barrier. And I've got this thing that says I did it, you know, so no one can take that away from you. Whereas I think the, the, uh, 
the problem with these Steam games is because it's such sort of shitty, blatant shovelware, it diminishes that feeling, if you see what I mean. So people who have legitimately worked hard for achievements and got rare achievements, again, Xbox does this thing where it gives you a percentage of the gamers who play this game, who how many percent of the population of gamers actually got it. So you get to enjoy it if you've, you know, only 1% of your fellow gamers has got this achievement. Whereas, again, these sort of shovelware things kind of diminish that feeling, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I, yeah. But it's just, it's so odd to me because, in my opinion, the implementation of achievements on Steam is probably the best because they don't push that number, you know, the, no. the, the score in your face. And you sort of have like, I have, you know, if you go into someone's profile, if they choose, they can have like a little achievement showcase where they pick the favorite achievements that they've got. Mm. But unlike Xbox, there's not like, it's not just topping up a number, you know, that's Mm. automatically visible beside your name. So it's just, it's such a strange thing for uh, people on Steam to be doing because it's of the three platforms that have achievements. They're doing it on the one with the least prominence. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I, I, they, they seem to be kind of trying to shoehorn the achievement idea into Steam almost. Do, do you feel? Because when I first sort of became aware of Steam, I don't think achievements were a thing on it at all. I mean, I'm not sure no. if I'm making no, it out. Right. Yeah. So it sort of came later that achievements kind of got added yeah. to it. Xbox so, started it, then yeah. sort of Steam and PlayStation uh, caught up mm. with their own systems. But uh, yeah, achievements, you know, I, I like achievements generally, mm. but I've never, I, I have achievement hunted on occasion. Uh, sometimes you just want to 100% the game. Mm-hmm. But um, I've never, I've never achievement hoard. I've never been one for just boosting the, uh, no. the you know, the, the counter. No, I wonder I've, if it I've, would, I've never been interested in that. I wonder if it would be different for us, because I'm the same as you guys. I, I just wonder if it would be different if we uh, each got a school bus in the morning. You know? Possibly. Yeah, maybe. Because, yeah, we're, we're adults. I, I don't care what your gamer score is. It means nothing this, to me. But Yeah, just on that note, it, it could be... Uh, thinking about it, imagine how disastrous it could be, how impactful it could be if Nintendo with, you know, the 2DS and the 3DS suddenly introduced achievements. Oh, God, yeah. Because that is a thing where you can literally, you know, pull out of your pocket and show to your friends. It's something that they're criticised a lot for not having. Their online offering is still pretty weak compared to everybody else's. And don't even get me started on the fucking voice chat on the Switch. That's just insane. (laughs) Uh, Because you're going to need a phone app to do it, which is... Oh, yeah. You need to get a special headset that mixes the audio from your phone and the Switch. Nintendo just do not like the it's, internet. I know. It's, it's like, why could you not just put a little microphone socket on the thing and I could maybe put a pair of earbuds with a microphone on and that'd do. Uh, I think you know? they need to, Switch needs to really address the problem about it being extremely hot and warping more than they need to worry about oh, that. Oh, it's fine. I mean, because I've seen, I've it's, se- no, I've seen pictures online of people who've, rigged up insane fan systems to their switch to try and get it to cool down <laughs> honestly um, i don't know what's causing you know i i think there were some manufacturing faults in the early uh what what's the word the early 
products that shipped and they fixed them. They've, you know, product, uh, manufacturing processes improve very quickly, but also they replaced everything. So, you well, know, I mean, you it, know, uh, a lot of other, lot of other, the, the new, these sort of the last generation and this generation consoles have had problems with being hot. I mean, the Red Ring of Death was a heating problem in the God, Xbox. Yeah. Oh, and um, I saw a thing online the other day that apparently a big cause of failure in PlayStations is they're full of cockroaches because they have huge vents and they're hot. So cockroaches like to go and live in your PlayStation. Ah. And you get so many get so many of them in there, it just clags it up and makes it explode. You know, I have never seen a cockroach. No, me either. In yeah, real I don't life. think it's as big a problem in, in England yeah. and the, all these dreary cold countries that we live Certainly in. Certainly not as big um, a problem as The Sims tried to prepare me for. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cockroaches everywhere in that game. Yeah, absolutely. But speaking of the PlayStation. Well, uh, yes, go carry on. <laughs> have you seen what they've done to the TV and video app on the PS4? I've no, never gone near it. <laughs> it's actually, The PS4 is our main media player. It is honest. good for that, yeah. But mm. Because it's got, it's got all the stuff you need. It's got Amazon, Netflix, Now TV, iPlayer. You're good to go. YouTube, it's fine. But they've mm. just rejigged the, the... There is now an app. There wasn't an app before. It was just a menu of which app do you want to launch. That was fine. Oh, have they tried to consolidate it all inside one sort yeah. of app of their own making? Yes, yes, they have. Because uh, that that is always a disaster. It is absolutely a disaster. And of course, yeah. it, it pushes... We got a new TV in the living room. And it has, it's the first TV we've had which has its internet connectivity. Right. And it has apps on it. And all of the apps, like the iPlayer app and the ITV app that you can download as separate apps are great. They work beautifully, but it also has its own uh, mm. catch-all app that supposedly does all the channels. It's, you know, it's a launcher for all of them, and it has never worked. It is a complete disaster. Yeah, this is, this is not much better than that, I'm afraid. Mm. Um, and of course, it pushes the Sony store, which... Ah. I, I have to declare this again to you, Sony. I'm never buying content on there. <laughs> I, I, I'm just not. I'm sorry. Um, I, I'm not buying video content that only works on one device. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's just batshit crazy. It's why you didn't sell any of those UMD discs for your <laughs> PSP. Uh, UMD. Cause, uh, yeah, because no one wants to buy a movie collection for a device that's going to be discontinued in a couple of years. And you could do useless. a multi-part series on Sony's uh, field formats. It is astounding the volume. Every new device Sony makes, they have their own proprietary format. Yeah, of memory or you know something for it, and it is it is a graveyard if you look at the list of them. I, I have some memory sticks here that will uh, agree with you on that. Why? One. I, I, got so, I got a Sony camera. <laughs> That's the problem. You buy a Sony camera, then suddenly you need fucking memory, Sony memory sticks, don't you? Um, that, that was years ago, and I've never bought another one since. <laughs> Instead of using those cumbersome SD cards that are only available everywhere. Yeah, and very affordably, too. And very affordably, yes. No, use these other things. They do nothing different. They just cost mm. more. Mm. I, no, thank you. Um so yeah, I, I'm frowning upon the PS4 TV and video app, and I'm kind of waiting for the new Apple TV to come out. Is there no option to just, you know, launch the apps 
Have they literally taken over? They've it's taken over the menu system. Uh, you can't avoid it now. It's uh, rather frustrating. That's that's a problem. That's because like yeah, my PS4 is my occasional sort of Netflix box. I had to use it a few weeks. I had to use it a couple months ago actually because I I had to sign up for a now TV account, a free trial, because it was the only way I could get Twin Peaks. Ah. And, you know, the new Twin Peaks series. This is how bad it is. I literally could not wait the R to torrent it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't wait. I had to go up in the middle of the at 3 a.m. in the morning signing up for this awful, awful no TV account and downloading the app and signing in and getting it to refresh. It was a disaster, but I, I persevered. Yeah, and, we... Uh, we use now TV on it all the time because uh, it's significantly cheaper than Sky. Uh, Does anyone do Sky anymore? We did. We, oh, did. we used we, to, but yeah. we've got it. Really? God. Yeah, we we have it because because um, uh, the way we live in sort of the edge of the world up here in Great Yarmouth, um, there's basically for for satellite television, it's Sky or nothing. Really? Because Vir- Virgin Media is not available here. You don't want Virgin so, Media, when, Yeah, Sky is yeah, fast. We, we, had, we had Virgin when we lived in Essex, and it fucking sucked a nut. So um, <laughs> we were, but we needed everything. So we needed TV, broadband, all these things. So you can get a, a pretty good package. Also, it means that I can have the sports channels. So I can watch the NFL. So um, it kind of works all in for us. Also, Chuck is really good at acting like he's never heard of televisions or the internet and people take pity on him on the phone and give us discounts. So um, <laughs> it, it seems to work pretty well for us. <laughs> it's nice <laughs> having someone like that around. Sort of yeah, it really is. So um, especially when he, um, you know, he's uh, an internet security specialist. He knows more <laughs> than the, uh, the, the jabroni on the phone, but it works to act dumb. So, you know, we've got multi-room and stuff like that. So I, I can be up here watching stuff. He's downstairs watching something else again. And we get Twin Peaks simulcast as well. So oh, yeah. if, you know, so we can say, uh, this is the water and this is the well. Drink deep. Understand. Uh, <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. That was an amazing episode, man. That was amazing, <laughs> and followed up by a terrible week where there was no episode. Yeah. I'm still really Sad about it. Yeah. yeah. I should maybe watch this. I've seen season now, have one. Have you watched? Two, I've, one, I've seen season one and I think half of season two, and then I kind of drifted. I, I kind of drifted on it, and then I think it was on Netflix, and Netflix took it off. I think Amazon. I think Amazon Prime has it. Well, if it's on Now TV, then I should. I've got that. So, yeah, I think Amazon Prime had it. Um, whether or not they still have it, I don't know. But yeah, uh, yeah, the new series is uh, it's it's a tough sell. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but I would yeah. have trouble recommending it to anyone. But I think that's always been the case with Twin Peaks, though, hasn't it? Yes, but this re. Have you seen Fire Walk with me? No. Yeah, Twin Peaks and Firewalk with me, they're very different structures. Right. One is recognizable and one is Asher. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because the episode that was just on, I would actually describe, I would struggle to describe it as television. Absolutely. You see what I mean, it kind of doesn't fit within that format. It was on a television, 
But it wasn't television as you know it. I was seeing it with my eyes, but uh, yeah. somehow. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. that's Twin Peaks. That's, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So then we've reached the end of the news. Unless there's anything we missed, we've still pretty much reached the end of the news. So we can do a sort of, what are you playing this week? Kind of thing. <laughs> this might turn out to be rubbish or useless. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Ladies first. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Um, Go for it. Well, I'm I'm kind of in that weird thing of I'm a little bit in between games. I'm waiting for the the last uh, Sniper Elite Four DLC to come out. It was meant to drop like the end of last month, but it hasn't come out quite yet. So while I'm kind of waiting for that to hit, um, I've been playing like one of my kind of fallback, just kind of pick at it every so often games, mm. which is Plague Inc., which is oh, an adaptation, so yeah, adaptation of the extraordinarily popular mobile game, which is one of the few mobile games I, I sort of played the hell out of and absolutely loved. Um, I can't believe there's no one listening to this who hasn't heard of Plague Inc., but um <laughs> If it's just in case, it's basically a disease simulator. You uh, take control of a bacteria, a virus, uh, many other sort of diseases that they have on this thing, and um, you go forth to try and destroy the world. Um, it's it's extremely tactical. It will, you know, it will kind of melt your brain. Uh, it has again the sort of the, the difficulty scales. I mean, it goes up to something called mega brutal, which is extremely challenging. Um, so it's it's a lot of fun. It's one of those games. I couldn't say you will you will sit there. It's kind of still got a mobile ethos of kind of it being what they used to call like the throne game. You go to the loo and play it, and you <laughs> you know while you're doing doing the necessary, and then you're kind of finished with it for. For Which the rest is particularly of the day. ironic for a game where you're talking about creating diseases. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, especially like, you know, diarrhea is a symptom, so mm-hmm. why not? But yeah, it's it's one of those games that I, I I sort of just have it on the hard drive and it's one of those ones like like I say when I'm um, you know, between big really you know, bigger games or I just kind of if I've been playing something else for a little while from a bit of a break, I'll just go and pick up that for like, you know, an hour or two and uh yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've worked on some of the achievements for it, which they've got there's some hard achievements in that game. Um because it's very what they call RNG dependent. So yeah. just random number num- random number number generator, sort of just random events kind of thing. So it's quite challenging in that respect to kind of get because you, you can try and manipulate how you spread your disease to kind of make different things trigger so it's um it's really tactical in that way and yeah i think it, it sort of goes on sale every so often if you can pick it up for a few quid definitely go and give it go never played it before i 100 recommend you know go and uh go and give it a look is madagascar still a bit of a bastard oh oh god yes um no <laughs> um, the one that the my my kryptonite is greenland Fuck <laughs> Greenland. I hate you. <laughs> Pro tip well, for Plague Inc. Name your disease after one of your mates. Absolutely. It just makes it far more fun. Craig Bevan has killed millions of people. Yay. I think and we've they, all they, wiped they, out, you know, humanity with Brexit at some point. Yeah. yeah. They, they've, they actually, they're, they're really good with um, up keeping the game updated. There's been like quite a lot of free updates. Uh, it's not isn't it? Um, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure about that, but... Um, it's it, they've introduced a new disease as like a, a vampire plague now. So you 
control the head vampire and go from country to country. It's a little bit like the zombie, what the zombie plague and the Planet of the Apes tie-in. If you've seen any of those, I was going to say um, they must have done a Walking Dead tie-in or something like that. They did. They did a zombie plague, so it wasn't ostensibly. It wasn't like Walking Dead branded, but they did a zombie virus, and like I say, they did a, a Planet of the Apes tie-in. Uh, because obviously the in the reboot Planet of the Apes, the humans are kind of decimated by a flu-like virus, as well as the which makes the apes intelligent. Spoiler alert! So um, you, you kind of role play that, and yeah, they've just released a, you know another free update for it a few weeks ago, which is like I say, a vampire plague, and they introduce all the Brexit stuff because there's four Brexit-related achievements. There's one, <laughs> two, there's. There's a soft oh. Brexit achievement, uh, like a medium, a hard Brexit, in you know, and um, a stop Brexit altogether achievement. So there's four things to go with the head. So they're keeping up with the times, and you know, shout out to them for making all these things free. A lot of games will make you pay DLC for that. So um, at the moment, there's a hell of a lot of content. Like I say, a lot of difficulty levels, challenging achievements if you're into achievements and trophies. Uh, so yeah, I would like I say if you can get it for a few quid, check it out. Absolutely. I mean, I've got it in my library. I got it probably a couple of years ago, and it's mm. just a completely different game now. It's yeah. I'm looking at the achievement lists, and it's 179 achievements. And now that you've told me there's Brexit criteria, I'm going to get them all. Yeah, you've got to go <laughs> back in oh. there now, haven't you? Absolutely. Yeah, try the new Plague Out. It's quite hard. I try. I haven't really got dug into it a lot. Um, but yeah, the new the new Plague is uh, is quite tricky because um uh like i say you're playing as a vampire so you have to kind of protect your vampire while he's getting you know he or she is getting stronger and like if you've played the zombie one there's zedcom that tries to come and destroy you there are knights templar <laughs> that set up bases and then try and come and get you so you have to then attack the bases and consolidate your vampires because the the virus in it it you you can um you can sort of set it to create new vampires but that is it's like one in one in a th- only like one in ten thousand victims of the plague will actually turn into a vampire. That is you kind a of got woefully a, inefficient it, vampire. It is very inefficient, but like you can you can you, it, like <laughs> that is the worst of, vampire like, film of all time. Yeah, will only become a vampire that you can manipulate and send from country to country. If you see what I mean, other ones just right. sort of become like shamblers. So you have to kind of. Right. balance when you're going to make your plague lethal and hope that you can create enough vampires to win versus right. killing off the population before you can do anything else so it's yeah it's quite challenging awesome cool. i'm definitely gonna die back what have you what have you been playing this week then mike <laughs> well this week in particular i've been playing a lot of google SketchUp, <laughs> google's uh 3d modeling tool it's how i've been treating it like a game uh because I'm designing some new furniture, but uh, yeah, fair enough. Oh, this has actually- been a lot of that. Aside from that, I've been playing a lot of uh, City Skylines. Oh, I nearly yeah. got that in the Steam sale. Yeah, well, they had a bit of a uh, the company. Um, what's their name? Uh, yeah, Paradox. Uh, it's actually in the recent news on the Steam sale. They had a bit of a. Uh, it's an odd one. They raised their prices before the, the Steam sale, which uh, an awful lot of uh, developers do. It's a shitty practice so they can raise the prices so that then when the, st- the sale prices come out, they can say, look, this is 67% off yeah. when it isn't really. But they said that they raised their prices just to uh, compensate for 
fluctuation changes, you know, currency fluctuation changes. But they're also notorious for putting out tons of paid DLC for uh, a lot of their games. So it wasn't received very well, uh, and they're rolling it back. But I did pick up all the DLC that I was missing for City Skylines. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of that. And it's I've been loving modding it. It's a, a great game to mod. It looks lots of fun. I wonder if I it, could... It, 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 it's a bit SimCity-ish. It, well, it's a city builder. Yeah. <laughs> Bless you. Thank Excuse me, um, and do you know what? I could never play SimCity. I'm fucking awful at SimCity. I, I can't make a city that works. Never have. Never ever. And I've played it since, God, I think I had the version for the Amstrad CPC. Oh, and God, I, you old motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And I just... I'm kind, I'm kind of jealous, though, because I belong... <laughs> I've never had I've never had a console with wood paneling. Neither have I. Really? Neither have I. I'm not... Hey, my first... You could have, though. You I could, could have. I could have. My first console was an Xbox. What? Yeah. Hey. Well, I'm British. We didn't play uh, NES and SNES. We had Commodore 64. Did you ever 64. take a drive, you peasant? I had a, no. I had a Sega Master System and an idiot. Go on. We had... We had... Uh, I had... What was it? I've just been through this on Tech It or Leave It, actually. Uh, no, no wonder you love the Switch so much. You're basically an infant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we had the Amstrad for years. Come we at me. Moved Come from, at me. Moved from the Amstrad to the Amiga, to another Amiga, and then to PC. And it wasn't until the, the first Xbox came along that I actually got a console. So it's just how it's been. So that's kind of why I'm now going back through and playing lots mm. of old franchises that I've never played. We're in a sort of a, I think we're in a golden age of the remaster and the re, you know, uh, re-release where we're getting all these old classic games. Like I've been loving playing the, uh, the old, uh, monkey Island games. Uh, I like dipping into them every so often, but, uh, uh, just the other week we had, or is it just the other day? In fact, we had the crash bandicoot. I never played those. I'm looking forward to playing the Me also. Remaster. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my 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 brother's been playing through those because we we had a a PS one back in the day, and um, my brother was on Facebook saying, "How the fuck did I do this a hundred percent when I was young?" Because there's been loads of people online saying it bas- is Crash Bandicoot basically Dark Souls because yes, yes. <laughs> how there was loads of people just saying, "How in the fuck did I ever play this game when I was young?" And you know, hundred percent it or I think because one of the Crash Bandicoots. Can't you like hundred and five percent complete it and things like that? So um that bugs it, me. Yeah, yeah. Any that game that does that, don't do that. Don't put it over a hundred percent. That's <laughs> that's just no, I will not play. Yeah. But I think as well, I mean, again, I hate to be a cynic, but I think a lot of the remastering has to do with the fact that you know, these games came out 15 20 years ago and the people who wanted to play them 15 20 years ago were 10 but now they're 30 and 25 and 30 years old and can afford to buy these games and indulge in that nostalgia so i mean i'm sure although it's lovely for us that we get to go back and play these things again and enjoy them you know there's 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 a brutal irony there because for those you know you say 20 odd years ago if you were a playstation gamer you know you your games were relatively affordable yeah, and so now you know you, you could have back then you could have played most of the games that you wanted to play. I was an N sixty four household, Ooh. and our games were sixty quid a pop. Yeah, 
Yeah, but we we did that. But we say we had my brother's an you know a hardcore Nintendo kid, so he we had we had a a sixty four. But we where oh you were one of those households. No, but where we used to live, we, we, yeah, we did swing both ways. But what it was, even when we had a Mega Drive, we owned one game with these one, <laughs> the one that came with it usually. And down the down the road from us, about a five minute walk, was a video shop. If you remember those, I do. Oh, yeah. And they they hired games out. So my mum and dad were like, "We ain't buying you anything. Here's two quid. Go and hire them for for a week." So that's all we used to do is hire games from oh. this one guy who I think we put his kids through college <laughs> because we would just go pocket money straight down there, hire a game, and me and my brother would rinse it and then take it back. You know, whoa, so. whoa, whoa. his generation <laughs> didn't have to pay for university. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> but you see, th- that's actually why I never had a console. Because my parents knew, like, we'll get you that. And then st- you want Street Fighter 2, and that's £70. Yeah. And we're never going to buy you that. And yeah. even if we did... Say that's why we dodged that bullet. Yeah, even <laughs> if we did, you'll never reasons, get another game. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I never finished Ocarina of Time, is because I rented it several times, but you could only rent it for a few days. And you can't complete it then. Yeah. I mean, I know, you know, SDQ, SGDQ is on at the minute and they can complete it in 10 minutes, but I've never completed Ocarina of Time, although I have deleted many other people's save games. <laughs> <laughs> There's some kid waiting to come back to it, like, my oh, will be there. No! It's a beautiful feeling because you don't see it. You don't see it, but you feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh, look how many rupees you had. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, we had, it must have been a strange experience hiring the same. I mean, because we, we used to, again, like, used to hire the same games over and over again. But, like, the ridiculous, the, the sort of weird selection of stuff that the, the guy used to have. And as well, <laughs> they'd sort of be next to, the, next to the shelves of video nasties before they got taken away. So, next to Driller Killer was the shelf that had sort of the range of games. And I can't tell you how many times me and my brother hired out two crude dudes. A very, a very shitty game. Two crude dudes. I was just playing that the other day. (laughs) (laughs) What? You started Um, speaking in code. No, it's, yeah, it's, you're right, Emma. It's fucking awful. But, um, (laughs) yeah, it's terrible, but we, we played it over and over and over again. I've, I've, I mean, I'll, I'll to talk about what I've been playing. I've just, sweet been, Jesus, that is the most nineties box art I can imagine. Yeah. What? Do yourself a favor, Mike. Go on YouTube and just look up a walkthrough, look a playthrough of it, and just watch, watch <laughs> the, watch the opening cinematic in inverted commas. It is a beautiful artifact of the early nineties. See, oh. I, I, I've been, yeah, just going back through. I've been building up my ROM collection for the Raspberry Pi. Oh, have you built one of those? Yeah, yeah, it's dead easy. I'm looking forward to building one of those because uh, I'm not going to buy an S Classic. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 you'd be crazy to. Uh, you would. Just get, there's a pack on Amazon, it's like 50 quid, comes with a controller, an SD card, and everything you need. Yeah, and I've it, seen them. It just is, honestly, you just assemble it, which takes 15 seconds. They are Kinder Egg toy, complicated. And <laughs> uh, just put RetroPie on your, your SD card with your computer and you're away. And it's amazing. It it's just amazing, um, so yeah. I'm just I've got loads of folders on my desktop at the moment that are all just look, look at that one. Eight hundred and eighteen Game Boy games, eight hundred nice. eight hundred and seventy five Mega Drive games, um, <laughs> and these are like 
you, you download a ROM pack, which is basically every game for the system, and you pick out the ones that you want to play. Yeah. Because uh, obviously, no one needs three and a half thousand NES games or whatever it is. You you, you want to play about twelve of them. So, <laughs> you know, you have to go through and sort it out. But I'm still getting through Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past on the SNES, and I've just discovered the original Puyo Puyo games. Oh yeah. Because they brought out Puyo Puyo Tetris for the Switch and PS4. And do you know what? It, I fucking love it. <laughs> I can't put it down. Um, is that what you've been playing? Yeah, it is. It's And I, I got it a couple of months ago. I got it when it came out. And it's still, because it's a puzzle game, you can just keep doing it forever. Uh, there's no completion as such. Uh, and it's such a fun game. And I kind of prefer the Puyo Puyo bit to the Tetris bit. Um <laughs> I find it difficult to say and have to really concentrate and take my time over it. But yeah, that's a cracking little thing. And of course, Metroid Prime on the GameCube. That's another reason I want to get the, uh, the what you call it, the 2DS. Is there uh, a new, there's a new Metroid game coming out, a remake, another remake? Yes. God, we're, tie- we're tying everything up. They're remaking Metroid 2. Was it an old Game Boy Metroid game? Yeah, it's the uh, the the Game Boy. It's sort of like a reimagining of the Game Boy yeah, uh, version but with of new Metroid gameplay game. and yeah, of, you know, new graphics and that. So yeah, um, it it is on my list of uh, 3DS games to get my hands on. Yeah, to be honest, there's lots of those coming out. But so yeah, I thought I'd go back and try the old Metroid games, and I I get it. I I you know I've been playing through Metroid One on my 3DS and on the Raspberry Pi. That's that's great. A uh, bit primitive, but it takes me right back. It's very nostalgic for me. Um, and then Metroid Prime on the GameCube. A, a great game marred by horrendous controls. Um, the GameCube version? Yeah. 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 I hear that's one of the things that the Wii actually was significantly better at. Um, I'm expecting Metroid Prime 3 for the Wii to arrive this week, so I'll be able to tell you next week if it's any better. But... It, it, you know how on first-person shooters, left thumbstick works the movement, right thumbstick yep. works the view, mm-hmm. and they don't do that. Yeah, always a problem. It kind of reminds me actually of trying to trying to play modern. We'll say modern. So a three hundred and sixty game with my other my significant other who hasn't seriously played games since they're on ZX Spectrum. So trying to put a controller in his hand and sort of explaining, you know, the, the, the left stick sort of makes you go forward and imagine that the right stick is like your head and is, and, and then looking out playing left for dead with him and looking over at his side of the screen and he's spinning around in a cupboard. <laughs> it's, my, my dad, it's like help the aged, mate. Um, Lead strats. <laughs> my, my dad taught my mum into having a go at what I think is one of the Call of Duties on the PlayStation, and he's still <laughs> taking the piss for the fact that, that she couldn't get the man into the training stage on the opening bit of the game. <laughs> uh, the thing that teaches you how to move and shoot the gun, she couldn't get onto that, and it took her about half an hour and she gave up. And that was that, now she plays Candy Crush on her phone. That's, that's what she does. Bless her. Um, well, this has been awesome. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this. Nothing uh, burned down. Exactly. Nothing burned down. I still down. enjoyed it though. No one got hurt. It's all good. Um, <laughs> I, I will take that. Uh, I, I think we should have email for this show as well. So, uh, ga- uh, simply syndicated gaming news at tech, uh, 
at Take It or Leave It at simplysyndicated.com. We'll all get an email. If you want to email us about anything or ask gaming questions or share opinions, or, as I'm sure some of you have many of, uh, that's the thing. So, <coughs> obviously, with this. Gamers aren't opinionated. No, not at all. They don't ever have opinions that they want to share no. with people on the Very internet. Passive. Yes. Passive people. Peace loving. Yes. Um, so, obviously, with this being episode one, we have no email because you didn't know what the email address was. But simply syndicated gaming news at simply syndicated.com seems like a good one to go for. Uh, feel free to email us about anything. So. We'll be back next week with some more gaming news and other games we've been playing. Maybe I'll have finished Link to the Past by then. Who fucking tell? It's massive. So until then, <laughs> bye bye, everybody. Bye bye. Bye.